and send you this and all uh, that. Best of luck. Because <laughs> we're both idiots. Amen. Okay, 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 okay. All right, Mr. Drake, here we go. Three, two, one. Hey, listen, the Pac-12 might be falling apart, but the Big 12 looks stronger than ever. How on earth has Brett Yormark pulled this off? You are Locked On College Basketball, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, what's up? Welcome into the Locked On College Basketball Podcast, the only daily national college hoop show out there. I'm your host, Isaac Shade, joined today by the brand new host of the Locked On Big 12 con- uh, <laughs> Podcast, Mr. Drake Toll. We want to thank you for making Locked On College Basketball your first listen or watch every single day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, yeah, in August, you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. And every purchase you make from our friends at Bird Dogs, they're going to send you that free white tech hat that my man Drake is wearing over there. Now, friends, Drake Toll's face is not an unfamiliar one here on Locked On College Basketball, but you're used to hearing him discuss the Baylor Bears from Wacky Waco, Texas. But Drake, as I've just said, is changing roles at Locked On, moving from covering specifically Baylor to covering Baylor and the 15 other schools of the new Big 12. And that's why we're here today with Drake is to introduce him in his new role, but also talk about all the wildness of this expansion, how it's happening, what it's going to look like, and on and on and on. So Drake, let me just start here. This time last year, hand up. I thought the Big 12 was in hot water. I thought they were dead in the water. But here they are today in a position of strength. Let me just make sure everyone knows the makeup of what the Big 12 is going to be starting in 24-25. They'll still have Kansas, Kansas State, Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, Baylor, TCU, West Virginia, and Iowa State. Losing Texas and Oklahoma to the SEC, which... It used to be like the big main thing, (laughs) how silly that was. And then the incoming schools right now, Houston, Cincinnati, BYU, and UCF from the AAC. And then next season, now four schools from the Pac-12, Colorado, which we learned about a week and a half ago, plus Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah. So, Drake, how on earth did the Big 12 go from what I thought was dead in the water to now a place of thriving prominence yeah isaac i'm going from covering one team to 16 teams and i will not sleep based on what this conference is in college basketball uh how did the big 12 do it let me be honest with you we're giving we're giving brett yormark a ton of credit for being such a savvy businessman but really he just said yes espn (laughs) espn came with a deal and brett yormark said up yep great what all what started this avalanche is ESPN went to the Pac-12 with a similar TV deal and the Pac-12 said no. And, and that was the that was it. The the Pac-12 decided, hey, we don't want to exist anymore. 
and the Big 12 was open, open for business. That the Brett Yormark, as great as he is, this all starts with George Klyovkov and the leadership of the Pac-12 deciding to shoot themselves in the foot. And Larry Scott before him, by the way. And Larry Scott before him, <laughs> and the terrible Arizona State President Michael Crow, who's the worst person that exists right now, uh, who's who supported Scott so much and George Klyovkov as well. So, how did the Big 12 get here? Look, I I, I want to give a ton of credit to Brett Yormark. But I also want to give a ton of credit to George Klyovkov. Thank you very much for your service, George, in making the Big 12 uh, uh, still the number one basketball conference in, in America. And and here's the thing, though, Drake. I mean, yes, saying yes seems like it should be easy. Right. But plenty of people have fumbled that simple answer from ESPN. Klyovkov, Pac-12 examples, and there are others around the country. So, like, as you've started looking at the bigger big 12 picture and yeah. talking to folks, whether it's ADs or players or fans or whomever, yeah. how, how are big 12 folks like feeling about your Mark's ability to say yes. And, and yeah. to um, bring in where the PAC 12 couldn't I want to be very clear that there's, there's something, a defined line in this conversation. Um, and, and on one side, you have the way that your administrators, your fans are going to react. On the other side, you have the athletes. For an administrative standpoint, you can't help but be excited unless you're Michael Crow for some reason or the AD Ray Anderson. Those guys are, it's beyond me. Uh, you just can't help be, but be excited if you're everybody else. So anybody with common sense, that is, to be in this position as a power three conference, right? The ACC has not gone out to poach anybody else. And they're not in a position to do so. The Big 12 is overtaking them quickly, which is a, a shock to even me, someone who has supported this league uh, for, for five years or more now. To, to me, the, where that line is, where fans and ADs and, and administrators love the new Big 12 and love Brett Yormark's business savvy, there's the other side where, where it's the athletes. And to be honest with you, Isaac, I don't think they care as much as – as we think they do. Hmm. There are not a lot of athletes that are screaming, Oh, I love playing in the big 12. I'm committing to X school to play in the big 12. The only conference with that cult type of allegiance is the sec. That's right. Everybody chants sec. Nobody chants big 12. Nobody chants ACC or big 10 and certainly not PAC 12. How do the athletes view it? I'm sure they're excited to have some new unique matchups, but when you tell your starting point guard, that now your team is in the Big 12 and your school is going to make, say, 10, 15 more million dollars a year. Why is he going to care? He's not seeing a dime of that. He's not, maybe he gets a, a fun new upgrade to his locker, but odds are he's not going to see a tangible effect of that move. So you, you get that line. A lot of folks are really happy. The athletes, I think they could care more. Hmm. That's so interesting with it. Um, what about what about the fan base? Do, does the fan base seem to be like Let's yeah. let's let oh, yeah. your mark up on our shoulders and parade him around town because we're so thrilled with what he's done. Like, is that where the fan bases are at? 100%. Brett Yormark can have a free beer at any town except for Provo in the Big 12. That's a free cuckoo <laughs> for Yormark. Uh, he is. He I'll has take a been, mocktail. Let's do it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he has been just the perfect. The perfect leader, the perfect guy to say yes, right? He has not been too cocky. He is a businessman first, um, but also a college football fan, a college basketball fan. People keep tweeting that they've got this idea in their head that Brett Yormark is this stone-cold killer, and to a, to a point he is, but he's also a fan of college athletics, right? He's, he's not trying to kill tradition and bury the Pac-12. Brett Yormark is just marrying the the 
lure the the aura of college athletics with business, which is what it always has been and where a lot of conferences struggle. They don't put them together. That's what he's doing, and, and it's masterful. I think every fan is, is excited about Brett Yormark, especially as upset as people were at Bob Bowlesby when he was the commissioner of the Big 12. That sentiment has changed, and let us not forget Bob Bowlesby brought in Cincinnati, BYU. That's right. That's right. He brought in Houston and, and UCF. A lot of credit to that guy because the Big 12 is where they are because Bob Bowlesby, he started the avalanche. Yeah, yeah. We have to in, include that name in these conversations. Something It's been funny to me. We don't have to talk about this, but I've been even thinking like, what if somebody like your Mark had become the Pac-12 commissioner? Would they be the one? You know, like how, how would that change what the history has yeah. been? Just somebody who was willing to say yes in the Pac-12. Ah, man, interesting stuff. Now, here's the thing. You just, you know, Drake, you talk about UCF and that starts me thinking on the Eastern time zone. And then you start looking at getting in the Arizona schools and Arizona is one of those weird States like Indiana, where sometimes they're in daylight savings time. Sometimes they're not right now. They are and they're on Pacific time. And that means when you combine these 16 schools that will make up your conference a year from now, the big 12 will cover literally all four time lands, time zones on mainland USA. Now I'm, I'm kind of an old fogey. He's like, man, I want this regional thing, but I get it. Like I get this desire for coast to coast coverage of a conference where on a Saturday you could kick off a football game at noon Eastern. Yeah. And then you could kick off a game at every time slot along the way. And the dead last time slot on the Pacific coast as the East coasters are going to bed or for our prospects here in basketball, you could tip off at noon and do all that same kind of stuff. How, uh, how important is it or what does it do for the Big 12 to have that kind of literal coast-to-coast and everything in between coverage? Keeps you, it keeps you in, in the loop. First and foremost, it keeps you in the loop. The Big Ten has already done it. They've decided they want to go the coast-to-coast route. And now the Big Ain't 12 got a is- mountain time zone, though, my man. Yeah, they don't. They don't. They are coast-to-coast, but they got a little gap there in between. <laughs> um, and, and now with the Big 12, you prove we can do it, too. You just did that. We can do it too. The SEC does not have that. They have not made a commitment to go coast to coast. The ACC has not either. If you're the Big 12, it can only help your branding that now you have every time zone lined up. Uh, And to me, I'm going to hate it. I'm going to hate the 10 p.m. tip off central time between Arizona and Baylor. Uh, But it's something we're going to have to get used to and live with at some point here. And and I do like the idea that Big 12 will be wall to wall. This is going to be a full day of the best basketball conference in America playing marquee games. You're going to turn on ESPN and see Kansas playing Baylor. And you're going to see Arizona playing against BYU. And and then you're going to see TCU playing Kansas State. They're all going to be in secession. And I I love it, man. I, I just love that the Big 12 has that um, the Big 12 is now, and I'm, I'm going to say it three times on this show, I will. The Big 12 in basketball is what the SEC is in football, plus some. Hmm. Plus some. Some SEC folks are not nonplussed about that, <laughs> but it's a great conversation. That. Now, yeah. Drake, here's the thing. I want to have a conversation about that, about will the Big 12 be able to maintain that status yeah. as they grow from 10 to 14 to 16? What's that going to look like? We're going to dive into that conversation here in just a second. But first, I need to tell you that this episode of Locked on College Basketball is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Hey, let's not beat around the bush here. 
Bird dog shorts and pants make you look and feel good. Drake, I know you just got a pair of the pants. I just got a pair of the bird dog's pants. And boy, I tell you, I love the shorts, but I love the pants even more. I was wearing them around my house the other day in 107 degree weather because they just feel that good. Plus, Bird Dog Stretch Khaki Shorts, they're designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. And I need help with that, I'm telling you right now. <laughs> they fit way better than regular shorts that are made of like a strict, restricting cotton. How do they do that? Well, Bird Dogs fix that issue by inventing what they call cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches to give you a slimmer fit without sacrificing movement. Plus, Bird Dogs also uses anti-stink, sweat-wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. So, go to birddogs.com slash LockedOnCollege or enter promo code LockedOnCollege for a free white tech hat that Drake is rocking over there with every order. That's birddogs.com slash LockedOnCollege or promo code LockedOnCollege for a free white tech hat. You won't want to take off your Bird Dogs. We promise you that. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Okay, so Drake, here's the thing. From a purely basketball standpoint, that's what we're obviously talking about on this show as we look at conference realignment within the Big 12. You take what has been Ken Palm's number one conference in America eight of the past ten seasons. That is insane to me. And in those two years where they weren't number one, They were number two, pretty darn good. And then you add in traditional dominant basketball programs like Arizona, like Houston, who is at the top of things right now with Kelvin Sampson. And it seems to me like the Big 12 is only serving to solidify their standing. Do you agree with that? Do you think they're getting stronger? Or do you think kind of similar to what's happened with the ACC is they've gotten bigger Mm -hmm. that it is going to dilute the product some at the bottom end? Can I can I say both? Yeah, and this, this might this might make some some Big Twelve fans uh, or indiv- fans of individual schools in the Big Twelve upset. There is there is dilution here. There is uh, you're adding in teams like UCF that are on a roller coaster. You're adding in a BYU who I think is a dark horse candidate who's on a roller coaster. Utah, Colorado. God bless Arizona State. You never really know what you're gonna what you're gonna get from them. Right? A great November and December, I'll tell you that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and and that's why I look at I look at what the Big Twelve has done. You know, Cincinnati's gone down a little bit after Mick Cronin. I look at what the Big Twelve has done in adding these schools, and I say, hey, it's great. But there was a point this last year, especially where you could look around and say, no off days in the Big Twelve. You can't say that anymore. You cannot say you can't say there are no off days in Big 12 basketball anymore. You're going to have a team that only scrounges together three, four wins in Big 12 play by virtue of the the size of this conference. Now, at the same time, Texas and Oklahoma 
two teams that have struggled to have consistent production in the postseason. Oklahoma, have you have your buddy healed Final Four? That was like eight years ago. Yeah. Man, I'm getting old, right? Yeah. That, it's been a long time since Oklahoma was truly on the map in college. It was Lon Kruger when they were on the map in yeah, college. That Blake Griffin year, his senior year, yeah. Yep, uh, which I wasn't even born for. So we, we are what, looking wait, at... Wait, hold the phone. When were you born? I can't. I can't disclose that. Oh I cannot my. disclose that. What? I think no, Griffin I... was there like 08. Um, yeah, I, I just, I think the loss of Texas and Oklahoma is not killer. It's not killer. And you're adding in the Arizona, which is an Arizona, which is a great brand. You're adding in uh, Houston, which is a final four caliber squad and a couple of others that are dark horse candidates. But o- overall, yeah, you're the, you're the best conference in college basketball. That doesn't change because you lost Texas and OU and replaced them with Arizona and Houston. Uh, but you, but you did you, you added in a couple of pillow games. You're not not every game is going to be a a um a quad one, one game anymore. Been, right, right, and I'm okay with it. I'm okay. It, it dilutes a, a little bit for sure, but I'm not I'm not complaining. Yeah, because it seems like you know, like I, I mentioned the ACC. One of the things that we see with the ACC is uh, obviously there's the bottom feeders like Boston College that we get around yeah, that, that kind of situation. Uh, woof. Um, and Louisville last year. I'm still trying to reckon yeah, with Florida that, State, but, who just floundered beginning of the year. Yeah, uh, it, it was just painful as, as those schools do that. But with the Big Twelve, I mean, I think there's still just well, sorry. What I was saying about the ACC is you get that top end heft with Duke, with North Carolina, with Virginia, with Miami right now. And even though it's a little bit diluted at the bottom, that that top flight thing is so strong. But I think with the Big 12, that top flight strength, I feel like goes even further down into the conference rankings than it has done the last couple of years with the ACC. And that to me is kind of what keeps Big 12 right there near the top. Uh, Agree or disagree? Yeah, so what I what I'm doing right now is crunching a couple of numbers here and carry the four and carry the yeah the Big Twelve is the deepest conference in college basketball still. Mm. Uh, it, it doesn't. So I, I'm going to give you some teams here, and you already named a lot of these, but I, I want you to just think basketball when I say these: Texas Tech, TCU, Oklahoma State. I haven't even gotten to the Blue Bloods, Kansas State, who's a new blood. Kansas, who has a national championship, Iowa State, Hilton Magic, Houston Final Four prowess, Colorado's got a big brand, Cincinnati has been dominant in March under Mick Cronin, can they get back there, BYU, Big Ten coach Mick Cronin, by the way, (laughs) bingo, UCLA, Uh, BYU, who's got a hell of a fan base, Baylor, who's got a national championship, Arizona State, which exists, Arizona, with their final four caliber, t- West Virginia, who was so good in the transfer portal this last year, and then Utah as well. You're looking at at least 10 of these 16 teams that should go to the tournament every single year. The Big 12 might have just bought a ticket to a 10-bid league, and I am not complaining about that. And that that's something I want to hit on as we get to our last segment as well, is like, what what is that going to – because at some point, you have to look at the number of losses and just be like, that's just far too many. Give me this yeah. mid-major team that's, yeah. you know, 31 and two or something like that. And uh, that's, it's just going to be really interesting to see how the selection committee handles that going forward as we get bigger and bigger with these conferences. Cause that's the thing is it's, we have all these teams in the big 12. Yeah. But there's still going to be two more than that in the big 10. There's still going to be just one fewer than that in the ACC, right? And so as we look at all that, it's like, can that depth hold up? Can the metrics show what these teams truly are? And can can the 
humanity in it in the selection committee get past what's in the loss column. Yeah. That's going to be a really interesting dynamic that we have to reckon with. And in fact, I want to talk more about that as well as Drake, get your thoughts on what's going to happen this upcoming season in the big 12. We want to hit on all of that in just a second, but before we get there, one more conversation. And this one is about FanDuel. Hey, here's the deal. Football season is about to kick off and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long. Because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, yeah, that's right, Super Bowl winner in early August, you can get bonus bets every time that team wins in the regular season. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl and you'll get bonus bets for every victory that they rack up this regular season. So I'm putting my money with Patrick Mahomes because he tends to win a lot of football games Throwing to some guy named Travis. So, you know, just go in that direction. And then you can use those bonus bets on things like spreads, player props, over-unders, and so much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sports book. Once again, that's FanDuel.com slash locked on. All right, Drake, here we go. I want to look ahead to the upcoming season. Obviously, we're going to dive fully more in depth into this, but I mean, we got to start right at the top of this thing with the team that has dominated this conference for literally decades right now. And that's the Kansas Jayhawks whom Bill self seems to have right back at the top has replenished what he lost. Yeah. Recently got Johnny Furphy in the mix from Australia who reclassified. I'm, are you, are you with the consensus on this? Do you have Kansas at the top of the echelon or is somebody going to sneak in and snatch it away from the team in Lawrence Kansas fan here's your clip Kansas is the team in the big 12 Kansas <laughs> is the team in the big 12 until somebody else wants to come and dethrone them look they're going to lose games they're going to lose to a Kansas State with Jerome Tang who's really come on they're going to lose in Waco against a solid Baylor team under Scott Drew I think Kansas just like everybody else will go through some growing pains and lose to a Utah lose to Cincinnati unexpectedly because that's what college basketball is. There's a ton of parity in this sport, but look at big 12 championships, look at national championships, look at final fours and sweet 16s in the entire bill self era. He has been big 12 basketball. The Kansas Jayhawks are big 12 basketball. They are my preseason number one in big 12 basketball because there's not anybody else there to dethrone them yet. You thought Baylor could, Baylor could become the the team in this conference, but then right right from Baylor's grasp, Kansas snatched it away with a national championship. It reminds me of follow follow with me here. Ole Miss won a national championship in baseball, right? Became the king of college baseball. The year before that, Mississippi State won. They've always been little brother, and they finally get the national championship before Ole Miss. They can become the flagship team of the state, and then bam. Ole Miss snatches it the year after, and Mississippi State fans have been silent ever since. In but Big Twelve basketball, ringing. <laughs> and, yeah, no kidding. As good as good as Baylor's been in Big Twelve basketball, Kansas comes and silences any conversation of Baylor becoming the team in this league. So uh, they're, they're gonna they're gonna lose. They're gonna lose five, seven games a year in the Big Twelve. Everybody is. That's how it has been for the last ten years. But Kansas is Big Twelve basketball. Drake, if you were looking at this and you said there is one team that could be the team that dethrones Kansas this year, 
Who's it going to be? Is it Texas on their way out the door? Is it Houston on their way in the door? If you had to pick one non-Kansas team to win the regular season or conference tournament, who would it be? Yeah, this is a really tough one because you have so many of those teams in limbo, right? I, I look at a Texas Tech and think, what could you do for me? There's a chance that Texas Tech surprises a lot of people because they've been so good recently, especially as hard as it is to play in Lubbock. You look at TCU, J.B. Dixon, as good as they were last year. What could you do? What could Oklahoma State do? But the one team that I have circled that could win right now is is not an expansion. I, I think Houston could. Houston could take that step um, and, and dethrone Kansas. They are the only expansion team that I could see finishing in the top two, three of this league. But I, I think Kansas State hmm. is going to be such a thorn in Kansas side. And what's going to win them a lot of games is defense and consistency. They Kansas State can have a really bad shooting night and still put up 85 points. And the defense, it's because they generate turnovers. Kansas State is going to make a lot of people really uncomfortable. And, and they're going to beat Kansas at least once. They're going to beat Kansas next yeah. year. They, they're my pick. I love Jerome Tang. Close. I close friend. I love Jerome Tang. And so I'm siding with him here. It's, it's a heart pick. I think Kansas state granted, not a lot of folks would say it, but they're right there, right behind Kansas next season. Yeah. I mean, how can you not, but root for Jerome Tang and what he's doing? I mean, that guy alone has got to be worth a couple points a game on the sideline Bingo. And, and in your hearts, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh so, yeah. Drake, you talked about the expansion teams and said, uh, you know, Houston to you is really the only one that will probably be upper tier in the big 12 this year, which is the big 14 this year, I guess we're looking at um, of the other three of BYU and Cincy and UCF. What, what are we expecting from them this year? In your opinion? Yeah. Since he's in a, in a rebuild, they're not going to tell you that they don't, they don't want you to know that, but they are. And you have to, when the hall of fame legendary coach leaves, you automatically go into a rebuild. It's not the conventional one. You're not, you know, scrapping house, but at the same time, you have to relearn how to win without the hall of fame coach on the sidelines. So Cincinnati is still in that limbo of, okay, what is our future without Mick Cronin? And it's going to take a while. It's going to take a while to recover without him on the sidelines. Then you look at a team in UCF where you go, oof. These might be the guys who don't win a lot of basketball games. You see, the fans have shifted a lot of energy to football, where I do believe they're a sleeper to make some noise, finish in the top five at the Big 12. In basketball, I don't think so. I don't think so. They're going, look, Isaac, it's not even law of averages. It's just the way things go. Somebody has to finish 14th. Somebody has to, and it might be UCF. Then there's BYU. And I, I, I love BYU fans. I love BYU. I love what they stand for as an institution. But at some point, the school has got to get serious about basketball. They've got to get more serious about basketball. They could be re- – there's no reason BYU shouldn't be good year in and year out with the brand they carry. And it's – I just – again, somebody's got to finish past the top 10. They're a sleeper pick for me to make the NCAA tournament as a surprise – but at the same time, they could finish at 12 or 13 if they don't decide pretty quickly, hey, we're going to consistently put basketball up at the top where football is for that for that school. Yeah, and I mean, that's the thing. We've seen it consistently in the West Coast Conference where Gonzaga would go to Provo and lose to BYU. Yeah. And, and Mark Pope, I mean, you know, yeah. Mark Pope has that Kentucky heritage. He knows what it yep. takes to be a champion. And so uh, never going to count out the Cougs out there in Utah. Well, 
Drake, you kind of hit on this in the last segment, and let's wrap with this conversation here today. As as the Big 12 expands to this year, 14 teams, next year, uh, 16. Still, what? Wild. Uh, Could could a team, you said we might now have a 10-team league getting into the NCAA tournament, or 10 teams from this league getting into the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Do you legitimately think a team could finish 10th or 11th in the Big 12 standings, maybe not this year, but next year, and still reasonably expect to make the NCAA tournament? Expect for the selection committee to look past the L's that are piling up on their resume. So we're, we're talking 16 teams in this standpoint. Yeah, let's, let's say next, the 24-25 yeah. season. Could a team finish... Let's just go tenth. Let's just make it that nice round yeah. number, yeah. And have a reasonable expectation of being, you know, like, hey, we're on the bubble, but we're getting in. As long as they're above five hundred in the Big Twelve, every team above five hundred in the Big Twelve makes an it makes it into the Big Dance. So if say the Big Twelve goes to a twenty game, twenty two game conference format and a team goes 11 and 11 and finishes at 10th, which is going to happen. I know what you're thinking at home, like, oh, 11 and 11, that, that puts you at eight. There's going to no. be a really good basketball team with that record. Bingo. You'd be a really good bat. So if, and and here's the deal, there, there are going to be three or four teams that only sneak away with four or five wins. So with that, when you're, when you're so top loaded, your, your number one team might be 13 and seven in the big 12. Your number one team might be 14 and six or, or, you know, you know, 15 and seven, if you go to 22 games. So position right now at the big 12, where if you sit at 10th and you're 11 and 11, you're 11 and nine, you've, you absolutely deserve to be in, in March madness. You absolutely deserve it. Again, the top 10 teams will go. And I think the 10th team will finish at 500 or better because there are going to be a couple of doormats that just can't, when just when you try to get up, get your feet up underneath you in this conference, you get knocked right back down. You saw it last year with a quality Oklahoma team that at the end of the year just couldn't couldn't find that groove again because you're getting beat down week in a week out. And I'm sorry, that's the nature of this game in this conference. Yeah, and and here's the thing for me, Drake. You talked about the the pillow games earlier. I think the big difference now is in as recently as last season, you could lose to anybody and be fine because everything was essentially a quad one game or a high quad two. Now you can't afford the, the interesting thing is you can continue to take losses, but it's gotta be the right losses. Yep. You can't lose to UCF at home now, right? Like, so there is that built in of uh, not every loss and victory is going to be created as equal as it was. So I think that is the thing that's going to be not just what the actual number is wins and losses, but who those were too. And so, uh, teams have to avoid those bad losses now, which they used to like, you used to not be able to have a bad loss yeah. in the big 12. And, and so that's the one landmine that teams are going to have to watch out for going forward. What's so interesting about that too, is you're going, your, your 10th best team is going to lose at home to UCF. So somebody's going to sneak up and it's going to happen. And you're going to think, Oh, that might do us in. We live in a society where the 10th best team in the big 12 is a top 30 Ken Palm team where the 10th best team in the Big 12 might be Oklahoma State, and they'll be a top 30, 35 Ken Palm team. That It's tough to make a, to make a case that you're going to leave that team out. So, yeah, you're going to have the home loss to UCF, right? Oregon's going to have the home loss to Cal until they depart and have the home <laughs> loss to Rutgers. But and all those bubble teams are going to have some kind of war. That's, that's a great point. Bingo. And for your home loss to UCF, you have a road win against Kansas State. 
And that's going to, that's going to book you a ticket. I love it. Great stuff, Drake. It's going to be so fun to watch this come together and how the landscape continues to shift. But man, we got multiple years of Big 12 movement in and out. And uh, I know you're going to have a blast covering it all and you're going to knock it out of the park. We, uh, Andy and I, the hosts of this show, are so excited for you and excited to have you on as we continue to look at the Big 12. Whenever you need me, Isaac, I'm right here. They do not call it the small 12 and they never will. Uh, I'm, let's medium 12. Uh, no, I'm just nah, big, nah. big 16. You love to see it, folks. Thanks yeah. so much for making Locked On College Basketball your first listener watch every single day. You everydayers, we love to have you joining us. If you're a visitor, first time guest, welcome in. The water's fine. Make sure you check out both of these shows, Locked On College Basketball and Locked On Big 12. You can follow Drake on Twitter at Drake C Toll or me at Isaac Shade. Go ahead, subscribe on audio and video platforms. Please make sure also to smash the like button, leave comments on the show. As always, apologies to the lawyer family. Go Wildcats. And until tomorrow, peace. Yeah.